Okay, we're diving into a question that I frequently get in my inbox. How do you navigate the two-week wait? You just transferred an embryo, maybe you tried IUI, timed cycle, whatever it is, you are in a wait. And it could be anywhere from 10 to 14 days, depending on when they want to take the pregnancy test. How do you do it? Let's dive into it because I think my answers might surprise you a little bit. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. So part of our journey is going through IVF. We did have only one embryo that came from our IVF journey. And so we obviously did a frozen transfer because we did do an ERA cycle. And so when we were gearing up for our transfer, obviously I was Googling everything. I think that's pretty normal to just be like, what should I try? What are the do's and don'ts? Like somebody tell me how to be successful in this two-week wait, because I think in our finite human minds, we like convince ourselves, and maybe honestly, it's just the enemy trying to like take a little dig, but we convince ourselves that we have control over the results of what happens in the two-week wait when the embryo has been transferred into the uterus and what is the outcome? Is it a pregnancy or not a pregnancy? Will the embryo grow? Will it not? And So I just think it's super important to dive into what God shares with us on just waiting. And I have three tips for you guys today. This is not your typical like eat french fries right after. We'll dive into that a little bit as well because I'll definitely share pieces of my story. But for me, I think I the two-week wait was not really a big deal. Like a lot of people ask me like, what did you do? I'm so nervous. I don't know, you know, how it's going to feel to just wait and I'll be impatient X, Y, and Z. And I totally get that because you just want to know. But I think it comes back to the very first point that I'm going to share with you is acknowledging God's sovereignty over life. This is not in your control. It does not matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you eat French fries right after it. They say to have McDonald's French fries right after your transfer. It doesn't matter if you eat pineapple core for a week up until your transfer, like none of these wives' tales or whatever you want to call them, traditional things that you could Google or find out from your friend that did it, are really going to control or have sovereignty over whether your in-baby is going to be successful. There is no control that you have over it. So that's step number one during this two-week wait and preparing yourself for that after you do a transfer is really fighting any worry or fear by acknowledging God's sovereignty over life. 
not taking your trust and your faith and putting it into these traditional things like the french fry tradition or whatever other things that you've come across on Google. Obviously, like if you want to have fun and do that, just, you know, for me, I <laughs> McDonald's was across the street from our clinic and I was like, why not? Like I love french fries. So it was just something fun that we like documented and took a picture of. But I was not putting my trust in, okay, if I do this protocol, if I follow these principles, then I'm going to have a successful transfer and this baby is going to be, you know, successful in 10 months. I'm going to be holding this baby. That is not what I put my trust in. And so we do have to go into any two week wait period the same way we would go into any conceiving aspect, whether you're trying to do it all naturally the organic way or you're going down the IVF route, whatever it looks like, really choosing to fight worry or fear of what the outcome will be, because that's what creates that anxiety during the two weeks, right? It's like the worry or fear of what if. Acknowledge God's sovereignty over life. He has control, not us, not you, not the doctors, not anybody else being a part of this plan, the laboratory. Like at the end of the day, if it's God's will for this little sweet baby to come into this world or not, it is in God's sovereign control. No one else's. And that was like really powerful experience for me walking through IVF that I feel like is such a blessing that I get to take out of it is that right before my transfer, I actually had one final conversation with our doctor and they were like, any final questions? And I was like, what is the chances? What are the numbers, the statistics? Like, give me something, doc, on the success rate of her, at the time we knew it was a girl, of her successfully transferring and sticking. And he said, you know, we can do all that we can do. We can put you on this protocol. We could follow all the steps. We can make it the best environment possible. We can place the embryo in the perfect position. But at the end of the day, it only goes so far. And I was just like, so what you're saying without saying it, because I don't know if this guy was a believer or not, but what you're saying essentially is that then comes God. It's kind of like in the notebook. Science only goes so far and then comes God. That's what Noah says when he's older. And it's so true when it comes to this two-week wait. At the end of the day, your process, whatever steps you're at with your infertility journey, if you are encountering a two-week wait, it is still God and God alone who has sovereignty, who has control over whether or not a child or a human lives. And that's just sometimes difficult to wrap our minds around. But we have to remind ourselves of that truth. So Matthew 6, 25 through 27 says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And I think that final part of the verse can be relevant to this, where it says, you know, by being anxious, who can give life to an embryo at the end of the day? It's like adding a single hour to your span of life. You don't have control. Essentially, what that is saying is that you don't have control. God is sovereign. God is in control. And let's acknowledge that and not trust in these traditions, not trust in the science or the statistics or any kind of information that you're probably just trying to white knuckle and grab onto to cling to for any kind of hope or future. God is your hope and future. 
God is in control. He is who you trust. His sovereignty over your embryos results. And then 1 Samuel 2, 6 says, the Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. And again, that's just God's word where it says specifically that is the Lord alone who is in control of our days. And that could be zero days or that could be thousands and thousands. At the end of the day, he is the one who has sovereignty over life and death. So facing the two-week wait with that acknowledgement, I think can provide a lot of peace and a lot of just honestly a intimacy with God, knowing that like even if you are doing IVF, and, and that was kind of what I wrestled with at the beginning of, is this me trying to manipulate creation? Is this me playing God? And it's not because there's only so much that you can actually manipulate and do. At the end of the day, it's still, it's still God doing God's thing. So just stepping back, saying that this next two weeks, Lord, I get an opportunity to engage in experiencing your sovereignty over life. Thank you for this gift. Okay, step number two for handling the two-week wait is coming to terms with depending on God as a mother. If your transfer is successful, this won't be the first time that you're actively having to wait or trust God with your child. Honestly, being a parent is all about practicing dependence on God because there is so much that you navigate that you feel like out of your depth in being able to manage, especially as your child grows and as they experience life. And there's some situations that are out of your control and you can't protect them from everything, even if you want to. So this is such a perfect opportunity to really just come to terms that as a parent, you are going to be building your parenthood off of depending on God. So this is a great opportunity to live out Romans 12, 12. It says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. So the steps of coming to terms with depending on God is lived out through the action of prayer and just being constant about it, like really rejoicing in hope, being patient during this two-week tribulation, being constant in prayer. Are you and your spouse sitting down and praying over these results on a daily basis. Like your lifeline is prayer. That should be your greatest tool that you work, not a pregnancy test, not any wives tales or anything like that. You should be working that prayer all the time. Like that is your tool. That is your weapon during this time where you are really just stretching that faith, really building that dependence on God. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this is so powerful because when we start feeling that anxiety creeping in and we start wanting to deviate from depending on God, Like, first of all, you're pregnant until proven otherwise. That's what they say, right? So technically, right now, you're a mother. The goal is to depend on God as a mother in this two-week wait, to truly live out not being anxious about the results, coming to God in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Lord, thank you that we made it this far. Thank you for the embryo that is in my uterus. Lord, thank you for the science and thank you for the wisdom of people to be able to make this a reality. Lord, thank you for this two weeks that I get to just depend on you and trust in you. Lord, thank you for growing me. Thank you for unifying me and my spouse closer together. 
Thank you that I could talk to you. There are so many ways that you can come to the Lord in thanksgiving, letting your requests be made known to him. And that is where your peace comes from. Your peace is not going to come from the result at the end of the tunnel of the two-week wait. Your peace is going to come from God alone. So you need to be engaging with him and spending time with him and really diving into that, um, just soaking up the well, like his well never runs dry and it's always fulfilling. So going there and getting that thirst quench is going to be so, so powerful. And finally, the third tip that I have for you is practicing the fruit of the spirit, patience and self-control. So I know a lot of people debate, should you take pregnancy tests at home during the two-week wait? Should you wait completely until the blood test? I personally think it's healthier to not take a pregnancy test at home and to actually wait for the blood draw. The reason that I encourage that is honestly just because it's choosing to live out Lamentations 3.26. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Or Psalm 62.5. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. And honestly, our fruit of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, is patience. It is self-control. And at the end of the day, I think like our desire to want to take a pregnancy test at home is because we just want to know the end result. We're not actually engaging with those first two steps of coming to depend on God and acknowledging his sovereignty. We're trying to just jump to the end of the, the problem and try to try to get to that solution so that we can avoid any of these like anxious feelings. But the healthier option is to actually engage with those feelings and allow God to help you work through those feelings, transform those feelings, and letting him refine your heart during the waiting process. I think some of the best work God has ever done on me has been when I have intentionally had to slow down, practice patience, self-control, and allow him to work in me in the waiting season. So this is just another opportunity for God to really just live out that fruit of the spirit in not taking that pregnancy test at home. Instead, choosing options to go for walks, digging into God's word, spending time journaling, going on dates with your spouse, like being proactive about life-giving things and not seeking the life from just the end result. Because come what may, it doesn't change what your identity is. It doesn't change your purpose. It doesn't change anything other than maybe your waiting season is over or maybe it's not. And so spending so much time like almost obsessively like worrying about it or obsessively thinking about it is just going to rob you of the fruit that God has even in that small two-week wait. So Josh and I, I feel like we just enjoyed the two weeks. We just acted like I was pregnant. We just acted and trusted God. We spent time with God. We spent time with each other. We went to the beach frequently. Like we just really kind of tried to like lavish each other in enjoyment of those two weeks and not worrying every time we got a little thought that would kind of like stick as just a moment of nerves. We would always take that thought captive with God's word and going back to, okay, it is good to wait on the Lord. It is good to wait quietly. It's good to wait in silence. Like let me spend time getting away at the foot of my my Savior and coming before him with those requests and being thankful and just kind of sitting in this season instead of trying to get out of it. I think our culture has done such a good job of trying to curate everything in our life, whether it's looks or 
it's age or it's our aesthetics of our branding on social media or whatever. Like I feel like there's a, or relationships, you can curate nearly anything these days. Like if you don't like something, you can change it. And this two week wait is a challenge to that concept. It's saying, hey, like I control life and death. I am the giver of life. I'm the taker of life. And I want you to spend time digging in deeper with me to stop trying to curate the process, control it or obsess over it. Trust me in the waiting season. Now, that being said, we can do everything right and the answer may still not be what we want it to be. The result may still not be successful. And we have to also, in practicing our patience and self-control, practicing depending on God as a mother and coming to terms with that, acknowledging his sovereignty, these three steps, this is going to prepare your heart for whatever God does have of you. So it's going to be life-changing, yes or no. That's just facts of it. The end result will be heartbreaking or it will be the best news you've ever gotten in all of your life, right? It's like you're going at two extremes. God needs to prepare your heart for whatever path he has for you. And if you miss that opportunity by becoming kind of obsessive about just the end result and figuring it out and knowing what God's plan is, you're missing him. At the end of the day, we don't want to just seek God because we want something from him. We want to seek God for who he is and how he can transform us and refine us. So that's really my challenge as you spend time in this two-week wait. Don't miss the gift that the two weeks can be. Look at it as an opportunity, kind of like this incubator, a crock pot, if you will. I think that's the best way to say it, where you're just sitting in with God and you're just allowing the time to cook where something beautiful comes from it. And it's just a way that God is just going to transform your heart, refine you, and really open up the door for what he does, prepare you for whatever this next season is, whether it isn't the news that you want or it is the news that you want. And so I hope that's that's helpful. I think the spiritual component of the two-week wait is more important than preparing for the actual quote-unquote transfer by Googling and, and doing all the steps that you think other people have said worked for them. At the end of the day, God is the giver of life. So whether he wants that life to be successful at this time and this period, he will hand select that. And that's so hard to accept because we want to just control everything, but it's not in our control. And rightfully so, because we could not handle having life and death in our hands. So I want to just pray over those that are in the two-week wait now. God, I just come before you. And whoever's listening to this, Lord, that might be preparing for a two-week wait or they're in the two-week wait, God, I just want to bring them before you. I want to ask that you would just rest and quiet their soul right now. The worries, the fear, the anxiety that's just knocking at their door, God, I pray that you would remove those distractions, that they would be able to dwell in the house of the Lord, dwell in the peace of you, God. They would be able to sit in the joy of your salvation, Lord, that whatever you have for them, whatever comes at the end of these two weeks, Lord, I just pray that you would prepare their heart, that they would be in a, in a season of refinement and fruit. Let them bear the fruit of patience. Let them bear the fruit of joy in these two weeks. Allow them and their spouse to draw closer together in unity, to truly come together and seek you. Seek your throne, seek your 
kingdom, God, just really coming before you, laying down the desires of their heart. Lord, I just pray for a blessing. I pray that the answer is what they're looking for, that you would open up the wombs. You would let these babies grow and develop and become a part of this world so that you can raise up that next generation of world changers. Lord, we trust you with the sovereignty. Lord, it's in your hands. Life and death is in your hands. We proclaim that and we trust you with this and the results. We depend on you as we wait, God, and we just pray for life. God, give life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, take a minute and leave us a review. Down below in the show notes, you will see the link to Apple Podcasts where you can leave us a review. It really helps it get to the right hands. And if you've already done that, we would love for you to take a screenshot and tag us over on Instagram so that we can repost it. And maybe someone out there who you don't know is currently going through this will be able to listen to the episode and be encouraged. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.